My name is Artemis from Not Just Tourists, and you're listening to Tracks from Abroad on CIUT 89.5 FM. Dinlediğiniz için her birinize teşekkürlerimi bildirdim. Welcome to Tracks from Abroad on CIUT 89.5 FM at 6.05 PM. My name is Alex Troxel. I'm here with my 
co-host and friend Seth Martosh. Seth, how are you doing today? I'm great. I uh, I'm really happy that you know after the couple weeks of hosting together now you can you know call each other friends which is really nice absolutely the magic is finally here we're finally in the same room doing the show together and that's absolutely great feels great uh the show we have today is on azerbaijan uh, we interviewed a student by the name of uh, matim and we also interviewed artist uh, artemis rather from not just tourists a charitable organization and uh how did you find that experience with uh, either of those guests, Seth? Well, I mean, I personally didn't interview Artemis, so okay. I can't speak on that, but Mateen was an awesome guest, really interesting to see you know, his perspective living in South Korea as well. He's an exchange student and you know, showed us a lot about his culture, mm-hmm. something that I think, like he mentioned in, our, in his interview, uh, you know, people in the West, I don't think, have as good of a sense of, you know, Azerbaijani culture or tradition. And mm-hmm. he was uh, extremely interesting and was great to share some of that with us. Yeah, hopefully doesn't come across too much in the interview, but I was absolutely starstruck by the facts of Azerbaijan. <laughs> I didn't know, for example, that nine of the 11 climate zones that you can find on Earth exist in Azerbaijan. Really just a... Uh, just sheer facts after facts that I learned this week, and it was really interesting. Uh, Martin also uh, gave us another reason to really remember him, something a, a little uh, unusual maybe, mm-hmm. but we'll uh, explain that later after maybe hearing from him first. I am Matim Radle from Azerbaijan. I, think. Uh, I was born and raised in the second largest city of the Azerbaijan called Sumgayet, pretty close to capital city Baku. And um, I'm actually studying in the Korea, Korea Advanced Institute of Science and Technology, and I'm here for an exchange semester, only for fall term. So you've been here for just a month so far? Yeah, exactly. And how are you enjoying it? Canada is pretty nice and fun, and I think I have more time for the leisure than in Korea. That's great. Yeah, we talked to um, some students from Korea a couple weeks ago, and they were saying that it's very rigorous, the schooling there. What other differences do you find between, you know, Korea and here? I think the main difference can be uh, said on the educational system. For example, in KAIST, um, we are required to take um, four to eight cores, but suggested course range is uh, six or seven. But here, it's suggested to take four, but the maximum is five, I guess, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So, for example, like I, I was asking uh, my classmates, so how many exams do you have for the midterm? They say like maybe three or four. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember in my freshman year in KAIST, I had three exams in a single day. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and what made you want to go study in Korea? So actually, I was doing uh, science Olympiads during my high school year, and I represented Azerbaijan triple in the International Biology Olympiad, and I got rewards. And after that, like I had Olympiad seniors studying in Korea, so they suggested me to apply also there, and which I got accepted. And in Korea, for international students, uh, there is so many scholarship opportunities. That's why I chose Korea. Mm. Can you tell us a bit about what the Biology Olympics are and what that's like? Okay, sure. So um, in the national base, 
Um, in all countries, there are national competition, also in Canada. And after you get gold medal in the national competition, you are selected for the representation of your country in the International Olympiad. And in International Biology Olympiad, there are maybe over 70 countries. And from each country, there can be four maximum number of students participating there, which, like, you know, the best of best mm -hmm. of the world. If you get on the top 10%, maybe like top 20 something, you get gold medal. And 20% is silver and the 30% is bronze medal. So what drew you to biology? Actually, it's a really fun story. Uh, when I was like just go to the middle school, we have like this homeroom teacher whose major was biology. But actually, I was going to be an aircraft pilot. Like I was <laughs> more interested in that. But she said, no, Martin, you're really good at this. You have to continue this. But I didn't want it. Uh, but there was this strange fact that I, my school was a um, public school. And most of the times, if there is some kind of competition, they just like automatically write my name. And I know the content of the competition on the state when I was opening the book. Yeah. And uh, she wrote my name on the national selections that I didn't know. And when I go there, I was like, OK, cool. I have no idea about this. But then I, I try to remember all the lectures that I've been taking, like, you know, since the sixth or seventh grade. Mm -hmm. And I did a pretty good job uh, that I didn't expect. Mm -hmm. And then I got selected for the Olympiad team. And then, like, it just kept going on. I believe you also have a great selection of music that you brought for us today. OK, so, for example, there is this um, rock, Yuhu. Uh, and Khazar in Sahelinda. Khazar is the Caspian Sea, the largest lake on the uh, world. And that music is one of the core of rock in Azerbaijan. It's pretty famous. And like I do like to listen to that. You're listening to tracks from abroad. And we'll listen first to Yuhu, the rock band that uh, Matin brought. Thank you. 
Hello, and welcome back to Tracks from Abroad on CIUT 89.5 FM. I'm Alex. I'm talking with Mateen with... Seth Martosh. And, uh, Mateen, could you tell us a bit about the recent politics in Azerbaijan? We um, may, maybe have seen on the news that there's been this sort of ongoing dispute with Armenia. Yeah. Can you give us your just your perspective on it? Sure. Uh, as I mentioned before, that region was particularly dynamic throughout the history, and one of the uh, outcomes of that dynamic um, conditions is the current war. And I think this has roots maybe 200 years ago, when um, the Russia monarch wanted to invade all those areas, and then like they divided the Azerbaijan. Actually, previously, Azerbaijan was a really big country, and even today, the north of the Iran is called South Azerbaijan. But in, I guess, 1828, um, there was Tushmanchai uh, Treaty, w- which the Russia and the Qajar Republic uh, divided the Azerbaijan into two. And then after that, like, um, there were the, um, Russia actually uh, caused the migration of uh, Armenians from Iran and Ottoman to the nowadays Armenia region. Mm-hmm. And then uh, during the Soviets, um, this, like, um, population ratio changed a little bit, and now we have pretty um, bad war, which no one actually supports, I guess, because like you know, both sides give casualty, and mm-hmm. it it affects both sides economically too. Mm-hmm. I hope both governments gonna um, come to conclusion soon, because like you know, as long as it extends, it affects both sides. But in general, if you look at those areas, like you know, Ukraine, Georgia, Azerbaijan, even in like Uzbekistan, like post-Soviet country, they all have like kind of exclaves or disputed regions. Mm-hmm. Actually, the Karabakh region, days the international law and all the countries recognize those area as a part of Azerbaijan, like you know, officially, mm-hmm. and. And in fact, we don't have war with Armenia mm-hmm. because Armenia is in part of CSTO, um, I guess Collective Security Treaty Organization, which okay. also includes Russia. So if we have direct fight with Armenia, Russia have all the rights to invade us. Oh, you know? no. okay. <laughs> but we don't have actually war with Armenia, but the, there was semi-military power in yeah. the those region in the Karabakh. So the current warm war going on there in like inside of the Azerbaijan borders not Mm -hmm. anywhere else yeah yeah in the capital city architecturally there's a lot of mix of that ancient and the contemporary how has that fusion also bled into like the culture of Azerbaijan as well so I guess you look through the uh, our historical castles in the Baku okay. and like uh, contemporary skyscrapers mm. and like buildings. So yes, as I told you before, we have pretty dynamic culture because of the history. Mm-hmm. But uh, we are also like a developing country mm-hmm. who try to adapt the globalization of the world, right? right? So. I think you can see um, pieces of everything in our mentality and culture. For example, we have traditional uh, holiday called Nowruz, which um, even today some of the Muslim countries uses use that um, holiday as a New Year. Their uh, calendar starts from the 
that day. Uh, but for us, our calendar is the same as you, right. but we do celebrate that holiday as right. a like New Year. <laughs> I wanted to ask you, um, you know, do you have another song that you'd like to play or recommend for us? I would recommend you to put this really nice jazz from Ashagalargorupu. The song is called Göncha, and we use this song probably in every wedding ceremony. You're listening to Tracks from Abroad with Mateen from Azerbaijan, and we're going to listen to Göncha.
Hello and welcome back to Tracks from Abroad on CIUT 89.5 FM. Joining us today is Mateen from Azerbaijan. Mateen, it's great to have you in the studio today. Yeah, thank you. Um, it's also great to see you here. Yeah, I, I actually was going to ask you about the Baku Grand Prix. Um, yeah. You know, you talked about Azerbaijan, you know, being a modern developing country. Sure. Do you think that events like this like, do well to bolster like, the tourism economy? Or is there any part of you that's a little bit critical of that? People have criticism for that because when, like, you know, it's a street circuit, so um, actually government need to close some of the roads mm -hmm. during that. And that roads are most used roads in Azerbaijan, so it right. caused so many traffic jams during that time. And that's why people don't like it. But I think we do need that because if you look at the circuit closely, it goes through all of the important buildings and architecture in Azerbaijan. And it's one of the funny circuits because it, um, it doesn't have any uh, pilot that won the circuit twice. Mm. So on top of that, are there other reasons that you think people should uh, maybe visit Azerbaijan? We have mud volcanoes, which are really, really um, rare in the world. The, the people use it for their treatment uh, purposes. Mm. And on top of that, we have really good cuisine. Like if you go to Azerbaijan, you can find cheap and fulfilling food there. And 99% of our cuisine is based on the meat, mm -hmm. mostly beef and lamb. Mm -hmm. So if you go there, like you are going to eat until you cannot eat anymore, mm -hmm. you know? And sort of with Azerbaijan being in the Caucasus region and yeah. having influence from everywhere, if you're, my, my family's from yeah. Greece and I've been looking at the, at the cuisine, there's always something that's like, oh, that's a little familiar. I'd like to, it's, it's something that I've had before, but like with a twist, which is something really like, exciting. Uh, for example, we have baklavaki, we, we have pahlava. Basically, it's like similar idea, like, you know, nuts and dough, nuts and dough, but like a bit, you know, um, different opinion or like different uh, execution. Mm -hmm. So yeah, actually those region, probably the cuisine is 90% similar, with yeah. little, the, the little, little differences. Mm -hmm. What is, you know, you're introducing somebody to the cuisine. What's the first thing that you're going to get them to try? I think ploven kebab. Like, you know, the kebab is the famous food in all Muslim countries mm -hmm. and also like rice. But we have like maybe 30 kinds of rice. But uh, if you find a good place, the, the rice that cooked there is really good. As I told you, cuisine is mostly similar for all the region, yeah. but like, yeah, rice and kebab would be the most enjoyable. As we're wrapping up here, I guess, um, could you tell us a bit about where you're planning to go in the future? I'm actually a really passionate biologist, and I'd like to be a um, respected scientist in the future. So probably I'm going to proceed my career in the academics. So what uh, kind of field within biology would you like to specialize in, if you know yet? Mm, I'd like to specialize in neural stem cells. There's this fact that the only cells that have dividing ability, division ability, is stem cells, which makes us to, like, you know, if you have an injury, it cures you, the, those dividing cells. And if you know how brain forms and how can you manipulate those dividing brain cells, you can actually cure many more diseases that you can imagine. Do you want to throw us to one last song? Yeah, I would like to choose this one. Polat Bilbiloğlu, Shen Azerbaijan, it means like happy Azerbaijan. 
So I think this would be nice to close up some. To close. That's awesome. great. I want to thank you so much again for, for being here and telling us about um, a country that's got so many different influences and so many different ways to connect with different people. You're listening to Tracks from Abroad on CIUT 89.5 FM. We're going to hear one last track from Mateen and listen to some more Azerbaijani music. I'm thanking you for inviting me to here to share my experience. Kızlar düzüm düzüm kür kırağında Mingül açır gencemizin her budağındı Dost elleri Qarabağın dağı qarlıdı Genç ölleri bu torpağın hoş baharlıdır Bol bəhrəl bulan düzüm il düzü şırvan düzü Gel gel dirşen Azərbaycan Her damla sılayla çalan göy hazarım var Her ulduzun nəğmem olan min şəhərim var Keçdim Yine çiçek çiçek her mahalından Öz yurdunun doyma zürek yüz müsalından Bol behrel bulan düzü, mil düzü, şırvan düzü Gel gel düşen Azerbaycan Ter güller vefalıdır, göy gülme sefalıdır Her yanı gülşen Azerbaycan Her yanı gülşen Azerbaycan Welcome back to Tracks from Abroad on CIUT 89.5 FM. You've been listening to some Azerbaijani music recommended by our guest today, Mateen. He showed us a great variety of songs from some more rock-inspired tracks, jazz, and some more classic songs as well. Uh, Alex, you know, you mentioned earlier that Mateen was such a great guest, and for one specific reason, and that is that he actually brought us some wonderful gifts. Yes, he gave us things, which is really just more than we can ask from any guest. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, we talked about how uh, he talked about, uh, Mateen did, about how Azerbaijani people, he thought, have a very distinct sense of politeness and community. He said that they're sort of people who would, you know, help elderly ladies across the street um, just because it's the right thing to do. And I guess that they're also the sort of people who, when they travel to other countries, Rather than bring souvenirs back, they come with souvenirs and give us things like uh, some fantastic magnets, which are hanging proudly, one on my fridge, one on your... Yeah, I got it in my uh, front hallway. Yeah. So it's uh, it's great great to be there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and great to have Mateen uh, to uh, talk to us as well. Our next guest is Artemis, who is not from Azerbaijan, but is from uh, Iran and representing 
a charity organization by the name of Not Just Tourists. They're an organization that sets up travelers and tourists, I suppose, with uh, luggages of medical equipment so that when they travel to uh, parts around the world that need medical equipment, which Artemis explains is pretty much all of them, you can find a community somewhere that's in need of medical equipment, they take these luggages with them and then they can go and deliver them exactly to the communities, the hospitals, the care centers that need these resources. And yeah, I wasn't lucky enough to be able to be there for this interview, but Jesse and Alex asked Artemis about you know how they got involved with uh, not just tourists, how they get medical supplies, and you know anything else about the program that they run. Mm. You're listening to Tracks from Abroad on CIUT 89.5 FM, and we are going to hear from Artemis with Not Just Tourists. Hello, and welcome to Tracks from Abroad on CIUT 89.5 FM. My name is Alex, and sitting with me today is not Seth. Today it's not Seth, it's Jesse McDougal back in the studio. I'm going to ask some questions today. It feels good to be back, and I'm happy to be here with Alex. And our guest today is Artemis, representing a uh, volunteer organization called Not Just Tourists. How are you doing today, Artemis? Hi, I'm doing great. So how did you choose to become involved in uh, Not Just Tourists? I used to volunteer with them back in high school. Like in high school, I was looking for opportunities to just get some hands-on experience, especially with medical equipment, because I thought that I have an interest within that field. And then just through some searching, I found out about Not Just Tourists. And I wonder with the idea of seeing a lot of actually young individuals, like myself, like a high school student at the time, but it was actually mainly grown-ups, people with other jobs other than, you know, volunteering or school and they told me like they have a meeting every week inside this church basement downtown Toronto which was very interesting and the first meeting I went to I was all alone and it was like dark I remember it was like winter time and it was a new place so I went and it was actually very scary I kind of went in the church and then I saw someone and they were like, oh, are you here for not just tourists? And I was like, yeah, I was like, okay, yeah, we do our operations downstairs in the basement. But then I went and you would think that the basement is some like dark, very moist space, something like that. It was actually very vibrant. It was like an auditorium room. And that's where I saw everyone. And I got to see so many people from different fields. And what they did grabbed my interest because I saw them packing. They would get these donations in boxes of medical equipment. And then they would just sort through them, look at the dates on the equipment, whether it's expired or not, just to try and sort them out. And then there were syringes, bandages, any essential thing, I think, in a hospital. And then after sorting them, they would pack them into to suitcases that's also donated to them and then there will be volunteers that every once in a while travel and they come to them and they're like we would like to take a suitcase as humanitarian help to for instance we're going to Cuba so let us take one there and there's a lot of different countries actually that they go and help like mm-hmm. Turkey Cuba how many in total they have it on their website. It's like an insane amount. Like they even have a live record of how many suitcases are going to mm-hmm. each country, wow. which is insane. You would think like, okay, maybe a hundred, but it's actually in the thousands, I think. Sure. Maybe so more so looking on the website, I can see from Mexico throughout Central America and the Caribbean are entirely covered. So lots of suitcases have gone there. Almost entire continents of South America and Africa have been sent suitcases. And then also a large part of Southeast Asia as well. So Talk about why these suitcases are important. Who are they going to help? 
Okay, so suitcases um, basically go there as donations, and they get donated to different clinics of different cities. And if you go actually on the website, there's a gallery, I think, section, or if not, the Instagram. I think from the looks of just the clinics, you can like tell that okay. This could be actual help because I feel like these are like clinics that are not getting the budget for even the essential things, right? And these things mean a lot to them. Things、mm. like this, especially countries like Cuba, where they basically get the equipment from nowhere. So everything is very useful to them. That's why they're so grateful for it, and that's why we do what we do. Honestly, I wish I could take. One to my country, because you might think that every country have their capital city and they have their above average kind of clinic and everything, but there's always a place of poverty in every country as well. So, so could you say a bit about your current responsibilities? I was first year university student, UFD, and I was like, I want to have a club, and I actually wanted to have a nonprofit. I wanted it to be for a good cause, but I love leadership roles in general. So I was like, I want to start one. I don't want to just be part of one because I have done that. And I was like, what better opportunity than this? So I got in contact with them. And when I first initially said that I'm a U of T student and I'm trying to have this as a U of T chapter, they said no. They said it's really hard to get approval from committee for this because you guys are university students and. If you graduate, you cannot continue this, right? And we want this to be a sustainable club. And I was like, we will continue it. If not me, I will make sure to leave it in hands of someone who is as yeah, responsible.、Exactly. Yeah. And I remember the pitch that I gave them. <laughs> that was, I think, the point that convinced them was that there's so many international students at UFD. This is the goldmine of people who are going back to their countries、yes. every year, almost at least once, yeah, right?、True. And Let them take the suitcases. Sure. During COVID, it was a bit of a nightmare to think about the fact that everyone's going all over the world and then coming back to one place. But for your purposes of taking medical supplies from Toronto, Canada, literally every corner of the world, as we've、yeah. done for eighty episodes, is covered by students at U of T. Exactly. So I was like, let me have this. Today we're talking with Artemis from Not Just Tourists on Tracks from Abroad on CIUT 89.5 FM. We're gonna take a quick music break and we'll be right back after that. Thank、you 
Welcome back to Tracks from Abroad on CIUT 89.5 FM. My name is Jesse McDougal. I'm here with my co-host Alex, and we are speaking with Artemis. She is the president of Not Just Tourists, a chapter of a larger organization here at the University of Toronto. And we are asking Artemis some questions about being the president. So you say you receive a lot of donations from hospitals. You would think that a hospital would make the most of the resources that it has, but yeah. you're saying that they actually have a surplus. So how does that come about? And is there actually waste from these hospitals? There's times where hospitals get new inventory and they don't have space for their old inventory. And that doesn't necessarily mean that the old inventory is outdated or expired, right? That's why we go through the expiration date of like whatever we get, right? And the other thing is that not just tourists, the way they do it is actually very professional in my opinion. We're not just doing it, you know, there's actually supervisors that supervise us. Like for instance, when you do a packing session at U of T, still your box of whatever we've sorted goes to NJT Toronto and there are nurses that look through it to mm -hmm. make sure, you know, because there's liability. You're taking this overboard. We have to make sure there's no kind of medication in it because you just can't take medication around. Liquids, it's a little bit tricky with liquids and the packaging is very important. We need to make sure it's sealed. And what's cool about this is that like hospitals when they donate these stuff to us right they donate to us a whole bunch of big boxes filled with masks that have never been used and then we can't just give one clinic in cuba all masks so that's why we need to get different kind of donations and then we basically sort them and we put a little bit of everything in that suitcase and if you go to a not just tourist pack it looks a lot like i would say that because i'm from a middle eastern family we are known to pack our suitcases to the maximum level and sit on it <laughs> and just close it that's how they pack it. Really? They want to make sure they have everything and there's not the slightest space. So you're from Iran, is that right? Yes. Could you tell us if there's much need for uh, not just tourists in Iran or how that could possibly work? Of course. Oh my God, there's so much need for, I mean... I know myself that because I have grandparents who live there and of course there is need. I don't know a single hospital that doesn't need it. Yes, maybe your private hospitals or hospitals that are located in the more privileged areas of especially the capital. Iran is just big and there's definitely places that even like a water filter could do a lot mm -hmm. in some places. So of course, um, but the thing is that different countries, their borders have different rules. And a lot of Middle Eastern countries, they you can just go and they tell us this and not just tourists, that if the police or whoever is in charge wants to take the suitcase away, don't fight back. Just give it to them. Those are the things that can happen in any country because they're like, oh, we don't trust you. What kind of equipment are you bringing? Why are you bringing it in? And I think that stops a lot of people from donating, actually. Looking from your social media, it seemed like the earthquake last February in Turkey was sort of a challenging moment but a test for your organization. And it seemed like you really provided a lot of aid. So what was the experience helping Turkey during that time? 
it was obviously devastating time. We had members who were from Turkey, and I could really tell <laughs> by their looks. You know, it's very devastating. And we ended up having not just tourists was having this packing session. I think Toronto General Hospital was our partner in that, where we packed two big containers that was sent to Turkey to an organization in Turkey that took them in, and they were very grateful actually about it. Our volunteers from U of T went there. There was CTV. Yes, so CTV did a news report on your... Yes, see, I know CTV went to the Toronto downtown location once just to see what Not Just Tourist does. I'm not sure if it was CTV or another. And they actually had interviews with different people. And I remember from my volunteers that same ones came back this year and they were like, are we doing something like that for Morocco now? It's such a motivating thing for me. I'm like, I'm glad you enjoyed it. To give him back because that's the goal. The goal is to get more and more people involved in this. At the end of the day, we're just all people, so I don't think there should be any difference. I've seen you or not. If you need help, I'm there. That's it. Because I would need the help if I, you know, you're doing something that makes you feel good, but at the same time, you know that it's gonna make someone else feel good. That sounds like a great combination. And thanks so much for sharing it with us today. Of course, no worries. Thanks for having me. Thank you. You're listening to Tracks from Abroad on CIUT 89.5 FM, and you just heard Gal Gal, a traditional Azerbaijani piece performed by the Azerbaijan State Symphony Orchestra, conducted by Ismail Hajiev, who is an Azerbaijani-Canadian composer. Um, we hope you enjoyed our discussion today with Matin from Azerbaijan and Artemis from Not Just Tourists. And hopefully you uh, were impressed as we were by Matin's uh, Olympian knowledge of biology. And uh, you'll join us next week for episode 85. We don't know which country we're going to at the moment. We're sort of up in the air, so to speak. Another pun in this outro. Fantastic. Uh, but we're sure, we sure are sure that it's going to be fun. <laughs> uh, 
I've been Seth Martosh. And I've been Alex Troxel. Have a good night, and thanks for listening to Tracks from Abroad on CIUT 89.5 FM. Oh, my God.